I mean, my heart's beating, my heart's beating, my hands are shaking, my hands are shaking, but I'm still shooting, I'm still getting the headshot, just like, boom, headshot, boom, headshot, boom, headshot. Just gonna send it. All right, welcome back to another episode of Just Evanson at Podcast. I have my good friend, my buddy, Lance Abbott with uh, Powerhouse Performance. Uh, he is, you've heard me talk about him before, talking about what plans to do with the car. Uh, him and his father own Powerhouse Performance. They, uh, will be, they can do start to finish anything you need to do. I mean, I don't think they're going to be doing body work uh, to some degree, but uh, as, far as, as far as anything mechanical, tuning, any of that, installation of parts, chassis setup, scaling a car, anything you need done, but it would be for a street car or be for a full-blown race car, they got it all in a one-stop shop. In fact, his dad is actually really notorious in this area for his head porting and all that. Intake, any, any porting, uh, his dad's got it figured out, but we'll get into more of that in a little bit. So, Lance, how are you doing, buddy? Good. So, take us from the beginning. Beginning of the shop? Yeah. Well, actually, beginning in, I'll say this, beginning of your... Hot rodding career. Well, yeah, what got you into it? And I'm sure your dad had a lot to do with getting you into introducing you to it. But as far as where, what took you to where it is what Lance does for a living? Uh, It started out on four wheels and dirt bikes. We used to race four wheels and dirt bikes when I was younger, and I helped my dad build them. Um, And at first it was just for us, but you know how it is when you start winning. Everybody wants to hop on board, so. And that's the real crazy shit is doing that. That, that takes a special kind of person that goes fast as what some of them fucking four wheels can do. So. Yeah, yeah. We had, you know, it started off. I, really, what got me started when I, we started doing a lot of winning, we had a uh, a brute force that we built a motor on. I mean, it was four wheel drive, and we had it figured out at Busco because it's basically like a GTR in the street because everybody else was spinning because the, the surface out there is like rock hard when it doesn't rain. Yeah. And it just kill everybody i was like 70 pounds riding a brute force that had like 100 horsepower <laughs> so so would you be racing people that had like the um like your whole shot wheels like raptors yeah banshees, blasters raptors, banshees all of those like yep. and, and you're in a brute force i was killing them on a brute and force <laughs> fucking them up wholesale that's <laughs> yeah. that is funny as shit yeah yeah. No one would ever look at those two bikes beside each other and it's be like, like yeah. yeah, Brute Force has got them. Like, <laughs> yeah, there, there was drag banshees with stretched arms and wheelie bars and spike tires, and they just they was whooping their ass. <laughs> what, what, okay, so what do you do, what do, you do to a, a, a Brute Force chassis? Uh, forget the horsepower. The, the, there's no replacement for displacement. We understand that. And you can make a big motor. Yeah. have a lot of power but as far as now obviously banshees raptors they got one good thing in common they're light oh yeah they're a lot lighter than the brute force yeah they the got a wide that, they got a, they can't have a longer wheelbase yeah and that that was the thing out there we figured out it's almost like no prep racing out there versus like a lot of those guys were coming from the 300 foot dirt drags where it's a, a prep surface yeah they till it up they run like uh 
So is it a scoot, so, is it a softer? Right, soft. yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Now Busco is clay. The whole yeah. place is clay, and when it if they don't disc it up, and if it doesn't rain, that it's like like running on a table. I mean, it's, yeah. it's rock hard. So it, they they started figuring out to put spikes in the tires and stuff, but they were all had the wrong. They were all all used to stretching the bikes to keep them on the ground. All of our because we had banshees and raptors and all that stuff too. Or we got we had two banshees that were way faster than our brute force. But, yeah. Um, the uh, the brute force was four wheel drive, so it would just kill them unless they were set up one hundred percent right and they knew how to ride out there. And, and they were all, most of them were geared wrong too. They, they, you need to be like our. We had a KX five hundred dirt bike. I would leave in third with that thing out there. Yeah, and just I wouldn't make my first shift till two three hundred feet out. Yeah, that's so, like a boost ramp. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, saying? exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's 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 kind of it's kind of like no prep racing out there, and you know figuring out horsepower is only half the battle. You mm-hmm. got you got a hook. So yeah, that's probably a lot more fun to me than no prep racing. That's all for yeah Cheeto fingered Mountain Dew <laughs> drinkers. Um, yeah, <laughs> but so you go you for, so you go out there and, and and fucking dudes up wholesale in a brute force, hurting feelings. I would bet there'd be some people mad as shit. They weren't that they got beat by a brute a force. Kid, yeah, and a kid at that. I was like ten or eleven at the time. Yeah, so you they were, were like, oh, you were as a jockey. You didn't weigh nothing. No, so yeah, I was just, seventy five pounds. Right, I didn't even know I was on there. No, <laughs> we just tied the front down so it wouldn't wheelie as bad i would lean over the handlebars and leave in four high wide open like did, I, I haven't seen this four-wheeler but does it look like what your your run-of-the-mill yeah. brute force it that's look, running through mud holes and shit out there does it look much, other than it had stock size tires it was a little bit lower than the front but yeah all the plastics were on it the racks were on it i mean it looked snorkels like snorkels bullshit on it. It, 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 didn't have snor- <laughs> it didn't have no snorkels and stuff but yeah it had a modded air box we could pull in more air i mean the motor was pretty badass but it ported head. My dad ported the heads on it. High compression pistons. Uh, we took the carburetors off of a, a SV650 street bike, put them on there because uh, we were just hitting a limit on the stock carbs. But it uh, it ain't run pretty good. It it hurt a lot of feelings. And once I got I got older, you know, because that bike's automatic, and we had a like a big clutch in it where you could leave pretty high. And then I got you know I got a little older. I could ride the the faster bikes that were manual. So I kind of got away from it a little bit. Dude, you know what, like, the ultimate, like, flex would be is in that brute force. You know, like, in drag racing, you throw the laundry out early, pull the shit yeah. early, and it's like, have a cooler dump out and beer cans fall everywhere behind you, dude. Like, you know, that would be the ultimate flex. Yeah. Because it'd be, it would be, like, the redneck four-wheeler equivalent of throwing the laundry out. Dumping the shoot on them, yeah. Dude, goddamn, I'd, I'd love to see that. Y'all got, y'all got to have video of that shit. Yeah, we got some. It's at the shop. Next time you come to the shop, I'll show you. It's upstairs. Upstairs. It's on the little... well, I must walk right past because my my short block's upstairs. Yeah, it's up. There. I went up there and put it's a bunch burger of shit in brute force. I didn't even. I didn't. The, pay rack, the racks off of it. Now we started trying to get a little bit more. What's the last thing we did? We put some. We put some bigger carburetors on it or something, and we were just messing with other bikes at the time. My dad just kind of got bored with it, but I mean, it still runs. He just never got the new carburetors dialed in. He yeah. went from the SV650 carbs to something else. and That's crazy. Yeah. Motorcycle carbs on a four-wheeler or a brute force. Yeah, like an off-road mud four-wheeler yeah. or like whatever you would consider those bogger four-wheeler. I don't know, yeah. I don't know shit about that. Um, I mean, I had four-wheelers dirt bikes growing up, but I didn't get into the big, giant yeah, four-wheeler, four-wheeler game or whatever. Yeah. Um, in fact, I don't think I've only owned I've only owned two four-wheelers in my life that had four-wheel drive. Yeah. The rest of them were two. Um so okay, you get going, you go from there, from the brute force, you move up to yeah. how long do you think you did that before your dad was like, All right, Lance, let's put you on Not long. let's put you on the banshee, right? <laughs> Not long. So you proved yourself on, <laughs> yeah. on the brute force and then Yeah. It was we had uh it was Raptor seven hundred next. 
which I had a blaster and stuff. That when I had the brute force, I had my own bike. I had a, he had a brute force. I had a blaster that was built. And we, I, we always had like multiple bikes. I had a, a CRF 150R and then dirt bike. So I, we, I was riding all three of these at oh, one yeah. time, like just switching them out. I'd run them to the damn gas run out and get on another one. But, uh, and then, then we had a Raptor 700 that was, that we built. Then I had a CR 250 two stroke dirt bike we built. That thing, it run real good. Um, then we had a two, two banshees. And then we started getting, started doing more of the dirt bike thing. And we had, uh, two K, we had a KX 500 and two CR 500s. And, uh, nothing could beat them. The only thing that could beat them was like a full blown drag banshee. And it had, yeah. like, the track had to be perfect for them. Yeah. I was having to give everybody a hundred foot head start and let them go. And I was passing on the back tire. Please but, tell uh, me y'all are gambling on this. Every now and then, man, the problem out there, they won't pay. People leave. They'll go to the end of the track. They'll just dip out. They go in the yeah. woods. That's bullshit. I beat this dude one time on the brute force. And he just never quit going. He just kept going. <laughs> I, was, I was like 12 years old. This dude gave me the finger and just drove off in the fucking woods. <laughs> we were racing like 200 bucks and I beat him by, I mean, it was like a freaking bus link. Yeah, oh my right. god! You know banjos are playing and his all while going on. Yeah, that's, that's just wild. And bro. I came back and all his buddies were sitting there like, "Where'd he go?" I'm like, "Went in the freaking woods." I said, "You got my money?" <laughs> and they were like, "No, that's his problem." Oh my god! It's amazing the difference in dynamics between what you're telling me that you started out in and what what we're in I'm doing now. now yeah, <laughs> like because you got banjos and Budweisers out yep. there, and then you've got. You know, weed and repo men at at the racetracks. <laughs> track. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's, it's so different. Yeah, just a different kind of degenerate at the track. Exactly. And I'm you, one of those. You'd be surprised so. how many people have m- made the same move. I'll see them at the drag strip. They're like, "Hey, I know you from Busco." And I'm like, "Yep." Yeah. They're like, "Man, you were like a little kid last time I saw you." Yeah, you, yeah, you were a child in in hurting grown men feeling. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. Like at that point, like a four wheeler is obviously gonna be a lot different than. Like in a car, I mean, obviously, twelve oh, yeah. year old isn't going to be jumping in a a radio car or or, you know, or, or whatever. And, you know, maybe the junior dragster, sure, but yeah. um, you you have the ability to operate a four wheeler at that size and age, but yet you also get the benefits of you don't waste shit. Yeah, and do let me tell you something on a on a, any type of on anything cars, trucks, dirt bikes, four wheelers, anything that moves. Weight is everything. Oh, weight you weight is everything. And on a bike, because, you know, I used to race motorcycles, like road race motorcycles. Yeah. Um, and oh, no. the, the what I was, I listened to a guy who's an, uh, an engineer, uh, a mechanical engineer that was also a motorcycle enthusiast. He did track days and stuff with us. He said that on the rotating assembly on a bike, every ounce Anything that rotates, wheels, tires, chain, sprocket, anything that rotates, at 100 miles an hour, every ounce is equivalent to 20 pounds on the bike bike. static. Damn. I believe it. And I didn't didn't quite understand or, or could believe it until I... Lightened up the shit out of my bikes. I I put magnesium. I still got it. It's right behind the barn somewhere. But it's magnesium race wheels, which oh my god, how expensive the oh, motherfuckers yeah. were. <laughs> um, and race tires, and then just a chain and sprocket. John, like what that did as far as power, it oh, was. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, turn up so much. And that's not even at a hundred. At a hundred, yeah, you def. But it's hard to differentiate yeah, yeah. when you're going hundred, but. Even at lower speeds, it's 
it's crazy. Yeah, like, a noticeable it, difference. Yeah. Yeah. On our, on just the rotating assembly, the weight in general is huge. And we know that with cars, obviously, you know, you know, we'll get into that a little bit more, but like 25 pounds, you take 25 pounds off the nose, you may need a converter change. Yeah, you definitely need Very a well, change. Yeah, especially if the car's already light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a greater difference if you've got like a, a you yeah. know, 3,800-pound pig. Might not be as, you know, a thing, but on a lighter car, you take like a 25.5 tube chassis double frame rail fox body that weighs 2,400 pounds with no one in it. Yeah. And then you go and take 25 pounds, like it changes a lot. Yeah. That's because just weight is so big. Yeah. In, in in that that's cool. All right, so you all right four wheelers going from that to fast, really fast four wheelers, and so cars aren't even really in the picture yet. No, uh, yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. It was kind of weird. I had like no interest in. I mean, I, I thought they were cool, but it was really cool. Like any boy, yeah. any boy thinks cars are cool. Yeah, cars weren't really a thing. My mom had a Mustang. Um, I didn't even have nothing like that for a while. We were so you know we were so into the four wheeler deal. It was really like every weekend we were racing, and then. Almost every day we were in the shop working on, you know, we had a drag strip beside our house. So we were out there testing right, yeah. daily beside the house. So, uh, yeah, cars weren't really a thing until, until I got my license pretty much. Yeah. And I was like, it's time to upgrade. Yeah. Yep. Then the cars became a little more interesting. And uh, I ended up fixing my mom's Mustang. She had a, a 2000, it was a 2000 Mustang GT, two mm-hmm. wow, they're turds. So oh, back yeah, then, yeah. back then, yeah, new edge. Was, I mean, that was what you had then. Oh yeah, back yeah. then it was all right. Um, I fixed the transmission. It. I started driving it because uh, my dad broke third gear twice, so they they just parked it. <laughs> so <laughs> he was taking it to the track. Kept breaking the uh, shift fork. Yeah, so I got the I fixed the transmission in it, and uh, I started driving it. And uh, it was a convertible, and the dog could chew the hole in the top. So I oh, fixed shit. the top, and uh, I started driving it. I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. And I thought it was badass. I beat everybody's ass at my high school. So I was like, yeah, this motherfucker. With a two valve, yeah. and then you know everybody else has got slow shit. Yeah, exa- exactly. I was like, hey, this motherfucker's tough. And I got my ass handed to me by a damn Camaro one day. I didn't know nothing about LS, nothing, nothing about anything. I was, it was like, two valve. I've been kicking everybody's ass. This thing's good. And I pulled up beside a Camaro one day at a stoplight, and this dude, like, <laughs> donkey got me bad. And I, then I looked up the motor and shit. I'm like, Damn, that's crazy. That thing makes, you know, whatever more horsepower in this thing stock. I'm like, I'm going to LS swap this thing. So that's kind of where that, that, that started. But did, you, did y'all end up LS swapping that, that I, Mustang? I did. And I got, I was in the process of wiring it. And a guy came in the shop and wanted to buy it. Well, I, I found my Trans Am. Yeah. And I went and bought it. And the next day, a dude came in wanting to buy my Mustang. He saw it. He was like, man, I got to have that car. I was like, uh, LS swap new edge convertible. Yeah, I was like, cool. And then I just put that money what, in the What year now. was this? Uh, 16. So did y'all have, did y'all had the shop at that point? Yeah, this was after we had started the shop. I, I started doing tuning on um, my truck. I, we got the software really for my dad's Suburban. Really just to do just our, for our own stuff. Use, yeah, yeah. Do our own stuff. I did his Suburban because he had it tuned by somebody. He couldn't tell no difference. He was like, Look, I'm going to get the software. He said, if you want the player, because I was tuning the fuel-injected four-wheelers that we started building. I was tuning them because he did, He was, like, computer illiterate at the time. All right, so, all right, but let's unpack that a little bit. So, obviously, people don't come out of the wound knowing how to tune EFI. What got you into, like, how did you progress from I don't know shit to 
I'm going to start playing with the tunes in these cars, like dad's truck, yeah. mom's car, whatever. What what took you yeah, there? Yeah, re- really just learning, building, you know, I, was, I had been building, helping him build engines for, what was that, uh, from the time I was probably 10 or 11, maybe, maybe even sooner than that, till uh, I started doing fuel injected bikes probably when I was like 14. So it started with the bikes again and, of the and fuel learned, injection Yeah, but side. Really, really just learning the how an engine works. I yeah. mean, really, a good tuner, in my opinion, needs to know everything about how an engine works, how it operates. You, you know, that's really the the basis for everything as far as tuning the engine side of something. You, you really didn't know how everything's working first. Yeah, and the funny thing about that, not to interrupt you, but if you are a programmer, Let's say you ain't you Uber everywhere you go. You don't you don't know shit about cars. Yeah. As far as tuning goes, if you are a programmer, like a computer programmer, and you find out that okay, what is air fuel ratio? Okay, what is ideal? What does that mean? And then okay, you know what it means. What is the ideal ratio? You find that out, and there are a few other parameters. You can tune. Now, I'm going to say you're good. That, yeah. Me, yeah. You can tune. You can manipulate, whether it be Holly, whether it be uh, HP tuners, whether it be fuel tech. You've got the basis of what a tuner needs to know of how to use his tool. Yeah. But what separates a someone who can physically actually tune a car from a good tuner is what you just said, is that, hey, you need to know... You need to be able to see in your mind when you're tuning a car and you're looking at all the different, whether it be fuel trims, you know, boost ramps, uh, G meter, anything like that. You need to know what is going on. What is going on while I'm seeing this? This is a story in front of me, but I need to be able to picture and put myself in that area. What What is that engine doing? Like, hey, you know, maybe you've got a fuel pressure problem. You know, maybe you've maybe you've got a hurt cylinder. Maybe you know what you know. Whatever, I'm losing compression somewhere. You might have kicked a head gasket. Who fucking knows? Yeah. Exactly. So, but that's what will will separate mm-hmm. someone who can tune, and then yeah. someone who's a really good Rip tuner. tuner yeah, yeah. You have all the mechanical knowledge of the mechanics at yeah. at the shop, and that's what can may, maybe separate you. Yeah. From and, and I see that all guy. the time. I, I see where you know I tune behind. Uh, everybody all shops all across the state all over all over the place but and you can tell who's a a real tuner and who just knows how to use the software yeah there's a big difference i mean i see it all the time because it's like you said it's some people just know the numbers they don't really know what they mean well that's what right that's the programming part like you know the numbers you had a code you know the numbers yeah but do you know what's going on you know what it means right (laughs) you know what's going on when it tells you that info that data you know what what's happening, yeah. And you got to be able to read the car, feel the car, know what the car wants, know what it's doing. Every and every every vehicle is different. And it was the same way with four wheelers. I, I was tuning fuel injected four wheels by ear and reading the plugs, just like a carbureted car. Yeah, you know. So I learned tuning four wheels without the wide band, which is yeah tough. That's like the most like essential tool there oh, is yeah, in exactly. tuning is a fucking yeah. wide band. Yeah. I mean that is it tells you everything. Yeah. Yep. If you got a car that you're doing any type of any type of performance you, work you need too. a wide band. Get a fucking wide band. <laughs> Not only will band. it help you improve 
your 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 car it, or someone be able to tune your car better but for safety, safety. of your car like do you want to blow shit up go fucking lean because you got some shitty ass gas shit at the gas, at the uh, in your fuel line fuel yeah. pump going out right yeah it, you, you find it will give you a split second before it's too late the yeah. split second you wouldn't have yeah. without it or you might get on it one or two pulls and man this thing don't feel quite right if you had a wide band you would know. Oh, shit, this thing's lean. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> well, hey, you guys put the wide band in my GT500 that yep. I'd never had one, but at the time it was, I mean, it still is pretty safe. If I didn't have a wide band, I wouldn't still, I wouldn't be worried that, that things could change a whole lot. They could. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's a very basic bolt ons, pulley, yeah. tune, E85. Any, any, anything boosted, especially, because yeah. it's just, you know, all motor. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can tear shit up for sure, especially if the motor is on the more radical end, but um, anything boosted, you need a wide band. Yeah, because that will just lean your fuel out in no time, just in boost. Yeah, and if you, you, you're boosted, if you, that's extra cylinder pressure, <clears throat> it requires more fuel, and then if you, you don't have it, it's just. You're not worried about getting to, you're not worried about getting too fat. I mean, until it gets to the point of hydro locking a cylinder. But yeah, yeah. Uh, before that, that being a little fat ain't hurt nobody. But going too lean, well, detonation is your, definitely oh, your yeah. biggest enemy. Yes, uh, it'll burn stuff up quick. Yeah. So, all right. So, did you? There's plenty of like courses, either online or in person courses. Did you do any of that? I did. You not. literally just pecked fucking keys until you got it figured out. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Yep, I messed around with it. I got a good start on my dad's Suburban, and Mitra had a 2500 HD at the time, and I, I messed with it, messed with it, messed with it, and just figured out, you know, how everything worked. And the P, the PCM and everything is, are pretty basic. I was like, this ain't shit. I was like, this is honestly, there's way more sensors on a car than a four-wheeler. Four-wheeler, like sure. the older, especially the older fuel injection stuff, there is no sense. <laughs> it's a position and attack. And yeah. you got to create a fuel map based off the, the throttle position and the RPM, and that's it. So I was like, shit, this is really not not bad, you know. But at least I have data to work off of. Sure, yeah. You've you know? got a parameter to yeah, play I, with. I can log it, and i got data to work off of. I can see what's going on. Um, but they've but, got ECUs for bikes like that now. Like, Oh, yeah, they got some badass ones. Now, now yeah, yeah no, 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 no four-wheeler or dirt bike comes with them. Yeah. But, yeah, you can get some very sophisticated shit no, I guess on, I on guess bikes nice now. shit out now. But, yeah, yeah, especially these drag bikes, yeah, too. Yeah, back then it was like a power commander and you just got a fuel map yeah whatever it's telling it is all you got yeah and you got to plug the numbers in and make it well this is probably before your time but we had chips for our cars yeah Mm -hmm. you get a a jet chip boom put it in there like oh snap like (laughs) dude shift points felt like a bag of assholes uh slam on you and shit just line pressure yeah right and i mean no nothing else there you don't change injectors you don't change uh air intake you nothing whatever it says is then when you put the chip in put it back bam that's it it's it's a wrap and that's what you get but that was you know that was back when i first started getting into shit and you know and i was what 2004 2000 yeah 2000 between 2003 and had yeah, it was my junior year. So yeah, it was two thousand three. Okay. Is when when I so the fuel injected tuning stuff was really just not even no, on the map. Yet. Like I don't was was uh, like uh, I don't think HP tuners came out till like oh six or something. Like that, or yeah, when HP tuners were, I'm trying to think if um, it was Jet and then there was big um, stuff. Big stuff three was like the Holly back then. That yeah, was standalone. That, that was the standalone. That was yeah. like space age shit back yeah. then. Now if you've got that on your car. 
then you just you you stole someone's bracket car that you're trying to you know <laughs> yeah. do radial racing with or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was when I first got like the bug and and loved horsepower going fast and want to street race and stupid shit like that. Um, that was back then. And believe me, cars were a lot less impressive than they are now. Dude, horsepower is so fucking cheap now. It's crazy. It's, it's insane how far it's come for almost no money. 2010 when the damn 2009, the baddest thing you could really, well, other than take the Corvette out of the equation, but really it was, was the Mustang three valve Mustang. Yeah. Which is a piece of, Shit, yeah. and the the Corvette just got the LS3, which was like that's a good motor. That's still shit. a good motor oh, yeah. today. Yeah. LS3 is a bad motherfucker, man. But that was like the game. You know, the LS3 came out, and then the Coyote, when the Coyote, Coyote came out, shit, the game changed for real. Yeah, I mean, it just you know, I, I just the Coyote is. I've got a lot of mixed feelings about it. I really. That is an impressive fucking motor. Oh yeah, it is so it's so easy to make power. Uh, here's my take on the. We'll digress a little bit about as soon as you brought up Coyote. If you don't know, because you got to remember this podcast, these are the majority of people listening to this are shooters. Okay, <laughs> right. So they some of them like it's weird how many shooters are also gearheads. It's yeah. it's weird because I, I know from like snipers hide. Um, which is still a form, it's still a thing, yeah. and it's still huge. Um, there's like tons of gearheads, uh, yeah. racers, road racers, drag racers, just hot rod guys or whatever, and they they know their shit. Um, building motors, all kind of shit. But if you don't know about the the Coyote, Coyote is Ford's latest rendition of the it's a five liter. It has nothing to do with small block Ford. Your three hundred two that came in like a Fox body Mustang. It literally shares nothing except for displacement. Still, th- it's a three hundred two from the factory. It's still five liter. That's the only thing they share. But the the Coyote is a, a a an engine that you can literally change fuel and boost and make a thousand horsepower. Oh yeah, and live and live mm-hmm. like not just make it for a glory pull. Like fucking live. You've got enough yeah, fuel. Race it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Okay, so that's if you also don't know, in what year was the first year of the mod motor? Ninety six, six, yeah, ninety six. Ford really quit push rod engines, all modular. Means they're all dual. I guess all of them are dual overhead cam. Were any of them single overhead cam? I don't think they. No, yeah, they were single overhead. They were. That's why they were six and the five four. The only ones that were dual overhead were the uh, four six that came in the Cobra back then. Yeah, that's right. And yep. then they went to Mach one. Right. So, so they're they're all dual overhead cam now. So you got four cams, not one. And they are in, with the Coyote. You have variable valve timing, meaning they can be manipulated. The stock cams with stock cams, the stock head like literally an uncracked motor. You bigger injectors. Boost the pump, or if you want to go fuel system or whatever, and you throw boost, you can make a thousand horsepower. The 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 week you pull it off of the lot, buying it brand new, um, that's impressive. Uh, it's a very impressive engine, especially for its cubic inches. A lot of people, you know, old school guys, they're like, "There's no way that thing makes so much power." And it's only a three hundred two. It's the airflow, and that's it's going back to the four wheeler deal. Like our brute force was a stock cubic inch bike mm-hmm. everybody accuses us of being big stroker motor spraying nitrous all this but 
the heads are what made the difference. Just like a coyote head, you take a 302 old school small block four versus a coyote, it's night and day. But the heads flow almost double. Yeah. I mean, on the same cubic inch engine. Yeah. You got a lot more uh, potential for power there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, a big air pump that is very efficient and it spins out the fucking ass. I mean, you can spin them bitches so fast. Oh, yeah. And, and that's, that's a, a testament of how it gets its horsepower, but also why it typically lacks in the torque. Yeah. You know, like my motor, the 5.4. Oh, it's a torque monster. It is. It can, it can, you want to make a thousand, you can make a thousand horsepower, a thousand torque. Yep. You ain't doing that with a Coyote. No. You're going to make a thousand horsepower, 750 torque, you know, and then all the way up. If you're making 2,500 horsepower with a Coyote, a Coyote based motor, you're not making 2,500 torque. You're making 18. Yeah. You know, but they are now, they are definitely not the motor if you are a, 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 a gearhead at heart that has never, that doesn't have any experience with them. They are very complex. Oh yeah. yeah. They're very complex, especially in, in, if you're going to rebuild it, like if you're going to go build the bottom end, you're going to work the heads. That's a lot different than a damn single, uh, a single cam push rod motor. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's why the LS is so popular for people that do it yourself. Is this so easy to work on? I yeah. Mean, you, you can rebuild the LS, you know, it's, it's it's relatively simple. A coyote is not time right, and so and that's the big thing. Like now in here, twenty twenty four, the big LS or coyote type thing. I like them both. Oh yeah, they and got- I've never been like I'm Ford True Blue or uh, Chevy Power. Dude, fucking, I, they, I appreciate, I appreciate all of them. I love the motors. That come, I hate the cars, but I love the motors coming to Hellcats. Oh, yeah. They're badass. They're a fucking gangster, dude. They make power. Yeah. They are fucking. And they hold up. Exactly. And they're boats. That's why I can't stand. They're heavier and shit. They're uglier and shit to me. If if they had a a Viper with a Hellcat, if it came, the Viper came with a Hellcat engine, it would be the best selling car. (laughs) Let me find, in one day, let me find like a 97 GTS Viper. I mean, blue, white stripes, or solid black. That's like bucket list car for me, yeah. which y'all got one. Did you see the, the one fucking, I finished the other day? Fuck yeah, yeah I've seen it. I've it made 700. I, yeah, I keep calling the shot when y'all finish my car. Though. <laughs> it made 700? Yeah. Yeah. 750 torque. But imagine <laughs> if it had a fucking built Hellcat. Oh, yeah. Well, they make that stock. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Let me find a GT, a 97 yeah. GT. I don't want no RT10 convertible shit. Let me get a GTS. Base. Base is shit. Yeah. I'm going to put a fucking built, badass, damn stroke Hellcat motor in it. Fuck the supercharger. That's coming off. And twin turbos going on that bitch. Oh, Lord. Yeah. And, it's make some power. Yeah, and be light. Yeah. It isn't a V10. It's yeah. an eight-cylinder that makes way more power. Now, Gen 5 Vipers, we're talking a different... That's, that's Apple's... That's a different tax bracket. That's not even... <laughs> Big-time tax bracket difference. But that's not even apples and oranges. That's not even fruit. It's apples and, and hand grenades. Yeah. It's that big a difference. So... But, yeah, the whole thing about LS and Coyote stuff, dude, they're both great. The Coyote is good for ease of all I got to do is literally feed it fuel and air. air. Yeah, more air, more fuel. And that's power. With the LS, it's if I want to put a cam, I want to do a cam swap. It's going to choppity chop. It's going to sound good. Everybody likes that shit whatever. Um and then that it's easy to do. You got three little fucking dots that you got to line up. It's literally meant for retards to build, yeah, which is a good thing. It sounds yeah. silly, but it's a it's not a, it's a good a, thing. A slight at it. It's a good and thing. The biggest thing is it's cheap. Cheap. It, it's taking four guys and made them Chevrolet guys because they can afford it. 
a lot of people wouldn't be racing if it wasn't for the LS, honestly. Yeah. Especially like the stop block class. 90% of them have LS in them. Of you know, some and, sort. And the 252 is, yeah, is LS because it's just cheap. And a stop block LS a whole power. Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit too, deeper down in the discussion. But, like, yeah, it's it's the ease, the availability, aftermarket support. Coyote's catching up yeah, yeah. with the with the aftermarket support for sure. Yeah, it's taking off. It's been it's been out since 2011. 11, yeah, yeah 2011 first year of Coyote. Um, and, you know, Gen one, Gen two, Gen three, now Gen four. Um, you know, Gen one to me that would be the only one I'd want, not because of the motor, but because of the car. The car, uh, S197, it's a better, it's a better chassis. Yeah, yeah. and for racing. Yeah, I, it would be all right. Take a Gen one, build the fuck out of it. Yeah, yeah, like Logan's car. That just works. Yeah, Logan's car. So you 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 got you cut your teeth as far as tuning goes and and, and performance as far as cars go with the LS. That's where you you have the you have oh, two yeah. valve that you you dicked around with and you said I want to put an LS yeah. in it. That's where when I, I, what can I say that that's when like. You were born, I guess, in this. Like, yeah, and you you started when you really getting serious and interested when you discovered the LS. The platform. LS, yeah, because I, I I wanted to do stuff to the two valve, but I was doing research and I was weighing like, man, I want to I want to put cams in it. I want to port the head. I wanted to do stuff like we were doing to the bikes. And I'm like, it's not even, it. it's not even worth it. I was doing the research. I'm like, man, these things ain't picking up no power. The head design sucks on the two valve. I don't know if you ever seen them. Yeah, they're shit. The intake valve is angled the wrong direction. I don't know who designed the PI head, but they're uh, they need to be fired. Someone drunk. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look, a, a 700 horsepower two valve is like fucking. That's yeah. it. I mean, that's a fast two valve. That's a cam and a hundred shot on a fucking yeah, yeah. A, a, an LS, yeah, you know? Exactly. So it, yeah, you're, it's diminishing returns. Yeah. But then the, I figured out about the LS. Screens. I was like, I can get into this car shit now if I can get a motor that'll actually make something. So then I kind of got, went down, started going on that path. What motor was it? Oh, it was a six O six O. Yeah. I was going to be, a, it was a, I had a six O I bought a T 56. I have a GTO. Um, I had a tick master cylinder that I bought from for a C five. I had it all mounted up, ready to go. But and while I was building that, my dad bought his Trans Am and the red one. No, his black one. Oh, the black one. The black one is still sitting. It's inside the the far in the far bay. Far bay, way back in, in the, the back, back corner. Yeah. yeah, that was the tucked away. That was the first one we ever really started messing with at the track, and uh, we got it to run pretty good. We we started all. It was stock when we got it, and I started doing bolt on. We started doing bolt ons, and uh, I just you know tuning on every step of the way. I, that's really the first car that I learned on at the track, as far as getting you know chasing times and getting et down but we got a thing to go 720s with bolt-ons you know in the eight it was pretty pretty good for ls1 yeah um and then i said i saw how good his car was working and then uh i found that i found the trans am that i have now and then like two days later dude come in wanting the mustang like yeah take it i said i'm gonna take that money and put it yeah but hey hey look it's just now you like you got this you know pocket full of money to go and start putting in what you what your end goal what you wanted to to work on and that was my what year is your trans am oh one oh one yeah my mine was a 99 and that was it was my first ls yeah well it's actually the only ls i've ever had other than in a truck which i don't fucking count but yeah um it was stock with a a fucking cracked head that i kept putting coolant in it about (laughs) once a month after refill with coolant i just like fuck it i'm not it's my truck I just drive it from here to Seymour Johnson every day, and Seven I just six. Hey, look, dude. Every every uh, you know, yeah. every three three weeks, I'd have to just buy some new coolant and put it in there. Just keep. It. I loved it. And look, oh, yeah. as soon as I fixed it, as soon as I got a new head put on it, it got totaled. 
Damn. Had an old man did a U-turn in the middle of Fire Tower Road right in front of Basil's. He was in the far right lane, and I'm in the, the lane yeah. next to him. And he Turn just, right on a Sunday morning, he just, not even touch the brakes. He just, I'm going to go left. And turned heck? in front of me, and I saw him. And I swerved and clipped his front end, and we went this way, right? Airbag came out, whatever. And I had just picked up a full rack of baby back ribs that I wanted for lunch. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was so hung Lance. <laughs> I was so fucking hung. Right now I'm I'm breaking my fast, my twenty four hour fast with uh bourbon right now. Mm. I'm not I was not as hungry then as I was that day. And I looked and my ribs were in the fucking floorboard everywhere. Ready to fight. And then sure enough, the guy, a cop that is my he was I stood beside him in my sister and brother in law's wedding. He was Scott George. I used to race he's a cop in Greenville. I used to race motorcycles with Scott. Okay. We'd drive to Florida, yeah. Virginia, all this shit together to race motorcycles. He just so happened to have been right there. And he pulled over, ran to my window because he knew it was my truck. He said, dude, are you okay? And I said, <laughs> I said, if I get out of this truck, I'm going to kill that old motherfucker. And he said, maybe you need to sit here and hang out for a minute, right? My damn said, ribs. It's a good thing. I was, fuck the truck, dude. Yeah. The ribs had me fucking livid, son. Oh, yeah. So I go, so the, the rescue squad gets there, the firemen get there, and then they come over to me and they said, look, you by you swerving, you saved that man's life. You didn't hit him in the door. He said, because if you squared up his door, you'd have killed him. Mm. It had been his fault, but yeah. he'd have died. I said, he said he has no idea where he is, and we're pretty sure he didn't know where he was when prior he to the wreck. Had a stroke or something? No, probably Alzheimer's. Oh, probably that old? dementia. Yeah. Oh. oh, this motherfucker's old as shit. Like Father Time type old <laughs> sun yeah. suit, old nineteen seventy something fucking leisure suit or some shit. Yeah, uh, had no idea where, where he, he was. was just going. someone let him take them keys, and he was just out riding. Yeah, and decided he wanted to go left. Damn. And I took the run out, right? Yeah. But so that truck, so as soon as I fixed the head, the fucking truck got totaled nice. or, or whatever, right? So, and then the LS or whatever. So, yeah, that was where I started cutting my teeth in. I had a Fox Y before that, but that's where I really got into the real racing because it was an automatic. I had a 3600 Yank SS stall converter, cam, head work, all the bolt on stuff, yeah. you know, whatever. All the NA yeah. peasantry shit uh, is what I did then. Um, sold it. For a fucking wedding or engagement ring. Yeah. So my wife is wearing that car on her finger right now. Um, That's what happened to my Corvette. Plus a little bit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Things we do. I don't regret it. Obviously, the ring was probably a better investment as far as life goals or whatever. But, man, it'd be nice to have that Trans Am, though. Imagine what that bitch would have been like. I'm not even mad about selling the Trans Am. I'm mad about selling my first Fox body. Was it a coupe? Yes. A 92 coupe that was originally a... Delaware Highway Patrol car, mm-hmm. SSP car, five speed. Um, I mean, it had bolt on your normal yeah, yeah. small block Ford shit yeah. like that, but it was a cool ass fucking car. Oh, it was yeah. clean, it was painted Ferrari silver. 
Oh, damn. It's gorgeous. It's a beautiful car. I'll show yeah. you a picture of it. It's, it was a beautiful car. Welds, you know, yeah, the, the typical bullet hole welds yeah. or whatever, like everybody's got fucking rear tires scrubbed like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, damn wheel wells weren't even rolled or nothing. The fenders weren't rolled. Uh, so, you know, that was the whole back then peasantry fox body shit. But I can, and I've thought about it since then. I was like, if I had kept that car, imagine what it would be today. Oh, yeah. Yep. That was. That was 2006, so almost 20 years ago. Imagine what that motherfucker would have been 20 years of, of wrench on that bitch. Oh, yeah. Crazy. You know? It could have been like a LDR car by now. Yeah. Exactly. For sure it would have been. Mm-hmm. Mine was broke as shit. So that's not, that is not a thing to get into when you're broke as shit. No. Military, E1, E2, E3 pay, not good to get into to race cars. No. So, um, this is a very expensive game. You know, I've thought about like shooting, shooting is very expensive too. Um, I mean, I had a $4,500 scope, basically a $12,000 rifle. Dude, that's cheap. Oh, it's cheap in the car game. That is cheap in the car game. Everybody, everybody tell me how, how expensive and me included, because I had kind of just forgotten, uh, blissfully, but like with, powder and bullets and brass how much all that shit is and we're burning it up shooting and stuff how expensive that dude that is nothing compared to this shit oh yeah yeah you you can drop seven eight thousand dollars in a couple seconds in the car <laughs> you're buying stuff for a car like that and then dude that's just one piece of the how much of the heads that we that you just ordered or you're about to order uh, for you and 30, then the ones for me they're 3400 bear yeah the valves and the springs are gonna be five thousand almost five grand in heads yeah and then the intake's another 1500 with the throttle body what happens if you drop a valve? Oof. I don't even want to talk about that. No, well, no what happens? What happens? <laughs> oh, yeah. Motor. Toast. Junk. Yeah, pretty much. Toast. Yeah, I mean, you, you hope that the other head is <laughs> on the other side because <laughs> that head's probably going to be ruined. Right. So, the valve. right. so that money you spent, gone. Gone, yeah. Like, unless someone steals my rifle, like, it ain't going to be gone. Yeah. You know, even if I did blow it up, it still ain't going to be much, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is not the same. This is oh, yeah, there, shit. There's a lot to lose, too. And that's that's why when I when I tune stuff, I try to be very uh, meticulous about making sure it's safe first and working your way up. Cause <laughs> Lance, that goes, that doesn't, that doesn't get said enough. Because you hear, you know, in the age of the internet, you hear so many horror stories about they took this tuner, or maybe it was a remote tuner. I got no no yeah. qualm with remote tuning, but they're so that, there's no barrier of entry. Oh yeah, no, they don't. They got nothing to lose. They're bitch, not even there, <laughs> bitch. I can't tune shit. I can't do nothing. I, I've done nothing. Yeah, we're gonna change that as far as power management and shit goes. I can't do none of it. Yeah. I could start a website though. Yeah, and start remote. Or a Facebook page yeah. and say, hey, send me your remote. data logs. Yeah, I can remote. <laughs> and just go in there and change random shit. That's it. Yeah. And, and really, the only barrier, it's not even of entry, but the barrier of longevity is really word of mouth mm-hmm. and testament, right? That's it. Yeah. So that's where, like, there are some people that are still tuning today. People are still sending in their shit today. Oh, yeah. Names will go unnamed. Uh, uh, but that they're getting their shit blown up all the fucking time. Oh yeah. They're doing it. And, and it's like in the age of the internet, how is that even a thing? How is anyone giving you, you business? see it all the time, but there's a lot of older people that, that don't know, you know, they don't get on that stuff. So they just go, yeah, they look them, you know, well, I heard y'all got a tune shop and they just go in there and, and they don't really know exactly what that even means. Exactly. That's yeah. the, that's the, the scary yeah. part for, for the customer side is, People that I don't want to say get taken advantage of, which that does happen too. But oh, yeah. as far as shops go, people that don't take care of people, you know. Um, but yeah, just like they don't know what they don't know, what they don't know. Yeah, 
And that's the that's when when shit can go real expensive and real bad. Yeah. If, yep. When you don't know the right questions to ask, and then you end up going to somebody who you would need to ask those questions of. Because <laughs> they don't even know right. the answers. But with the same token, like Shop Light Powerhouse, if you've got, I don't know why people put these big cams and trucks and shit. I don't know why, but they're not even fast trucks. Like big jacked up, big, big tired. Why do you want a big ass nasty cam in it? I don't know. But they'll go to someone and if they go to a shop like Powerhouse, like you're going to point them in the right direction. You're going to take care of them and make sure, hey, look, I know that you don't know what yeah. you don't know. Yeah. So let us, like, we'll yeah. take care of I'll you. I'll spec know. you a cam that sounds good, but it's still drivable and it's going to work with your stuff and it's not going to with tear With a factory tear, converter. Yeah, it's not going to tear your shit up. It's not going to be a dog. You can still tow with it. Yeah, I see that all the time. They come in and shit specced ass backwards they got all these wrong parts and then spend money for nothing basically yeah and not only that but it can cost them money oh, like yeah. on like extra money after having to unfuck yeah. what's been fucked yeah exactly yeah so all right so okay you 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 got the ls you got the first trans am y'all started doing bolt on stuff you're playing with uh this is the black one mm-hmm. the efi stuff in in that one is that where yes. y'all you really got started That's where with the, I, yeah, the black car the hp tuners yeah messing with the black car we did the Full bolt on, you know, we did all the bolt ons first. We hit a brake. We got everything we could get out of it with a stock converter. Then we did a converter, big jump. Then we started doing the weight reduction, you know, chipping away at it. Um, got pretty much we could get there. We were opening the shop at this time, so it was kind of like getting the shop going, trying to focus on customer stuff. So it slowed up a little bit until we got the shop established because we, you know, everything is in there. We put in there. It was a hardware store before we bought it. I remember it. So I remember when it was a hardware store because yeah. we got a house, two houses, literally. 300 yards from the shop. I yeah. own two houses right there. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. 720 and 726 Queen Street. Okay. Right there past the graveyard on the right. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I remember when it was a hardware shop. I, it was actually kind of a cool hardware shop. It was. Yeah. It was. It was a really cool, like, if you, people who don't know, the heart, the, 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 the town that the shop, that powerhouse is in is in Grifton, North Carolina, which makes it basically like a smaller Mayberry. If from from uh, Andy Griffith show. It's a small town, yeah. Yeah, it's a very one, one stoplight, one stoplight, a, a trademark or a speedway gas station. Yep. Is there a liquor store? Not no more. There's not. There was. There was. It was on the left, yep. right. If you're it's right the, across from Town Hall. Yep. Right. Okay. Yep. All right. So it doesn't even have a liquor store. So that goes to show. It's got a train track that goes through it. And that's about it. And that's right where the shop is. Um, but. Uh, you know, it's the hardware store that, that your shop was. It was a really like old school, what you think of brick and mortar, mom and pop uh, hardware store that, you know, you go to these little small towns and see that you're like, man, these things still exist. Like yeah. there's no Lowe's here or no Home Depot here. And this is where you go to get your hardware, you know, no, not even an ace. It was legit. It was it a cool hardware. It had yeah. everything. It's big. Y'all got a lot of square footage. Yeah, it was not. I didn't even know that was that big when it, when I was going in there as a hardware store. I didn't even know the whole backside was a thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I didn't. Honestly, I didn't either. Um, I, I've definitely explored more of the yeah. square footage since you guys have yeah. been there since than I did when it was a hardware store. But so what? All right, the birth of Powerhouse. How did that? Because this is what interests me. Because I don't. I don't know this. Um, the birth of like, hey, let's start a shop. How did that uh, come to fruition? Well, we had, you know, we had a shop. We had a shop behind our house where we, where we were doing all the four wheeler stuff. Well, that um, makes sense too. You know, the four wheeler stuff at the house. Yeah, we stuff. had a shop behind the house, and we almost made 
the shop, that shop, our permanent shop. We almost bought a dyno and put it there, but um, I was tuning a lot of trucks. I do, I do probably 60 or 70 percent of the tunes I do are on trucks, Chevrolet trucks. I do Chevrolet Ford Dodge now, but back in the day it was Chevrolets, the cat eyes and the, and the new body styles that just come out with the, the DOD, the big thing, cut yeah. that off, do the transmission through yeah, the driveway. Yeah, cam swap with that. Yeah. And I was doing cam swaps and stuff there and, and at the shop at the house every now and then doing cam swaps and, and uh, DOD delete, stuff like that every couple of weeks. And um, just getting busy. I mean, it was I was going to college and I was coming home on the weekend and I had a lawn care business. I was cutting grass and I was doing like three, three or four tunes a weekend and doing Hustling. cams. Yeah, I was busting my ass. It's hustle. I mean, that's a hustle. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, we need we need to expand. I, really, I was like, if you know, if we're going to do this, we need to expand. My dad was like, uh, I was like, I don't know how good of an idea it is for people coming down. You know, because my my dad, I don't, you never been in his house, but it's about like your driveway, except longer. Yeah. It's like a freaking mile back in the woods. That's awesome. Down in the swamp, it's a damn. I was like, dude, man, with his Corvette ain't gonna want to come back here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, it's brand you new. It, and that's like. No, you hundred thousand yeah. dollars or more for uh, concrete. And in the room, happen. in the room too, it's it's a pretty big shop, but it is nothing like we got now. It's two, yeah. two bays basically. Yeah, and something that's like something like similar to what I want here. Yeah, yeah. For behind your house, plenty of shop, good shop. Yeah, but for like what a we're business. doing now, no, nah, it's we we need more room now. Yeah, you know? and it's it's really nineteen thousand square feet. Yeah, you you could. I mean, you've got y'all got some. We need we need more mechanics and we could use more room, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, it re- really, he he wanted to go at it full time. I was getting busy enough, and people were like, you know, people were having to wait for the weekends for me to come back, and I was going these places and tuning five or six trucks at a time. I'm like, you know, these people can come to me if I, you know, for we, sure, yeah. You know, so. That's you can get a lot more done that way. Obviously. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, yeah, tra- yeah. traveling and going to people's stuff, and then trying to do it on the side—you can only do so much. You know what I mean? Yeah, they ain't but twenty-four if, hours in a day. Yeah, uh, if if a side hustle is your side hustle, that's all it's ever going to be. Yeah. So yeah. So I see. I rem- I remember when I first saw that it was no longer a hardware store. When I saw Powerhouse, yeah. and I was like. Who the fuck are they? Yeah. Right. Like, I don't, I've never even heard of, you know, I, you know, mayhem, the mind you mayhem is not the mayhem of old. It's a lot different place now than it was then. But, um, you know, that's who did all the work on the Trans Am for yeah. me, which sucked because how fucking far it was, I know. you know, that's a, that's a quite of a, a haul. I mean, hour relatively, hour, yeah. yeah. Hour and a half or whatever. Um, there's people who go a lot further to come to you guys than that. Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean, um, we've, we've got a car from, what was the one we were talking about the other day? Someone came from, I've had people from Maryland, Florida, Tennessee. Um, what were what car were you in or messing with the other day that someone was far away in? I know it's not important, um, but uh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, oh, and I, I just like I saw it, but like a bunch of trucks. So I thought it was like a truck shop, yeah, yeah. like not performance, like lifts and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, lifts or or or, or whatever <laughs> off roading yeah, stuff or whatever. Yeah. That's what, I didn't know it would had really at the time had anything to do with any type of actual performance and horsepower stuff, and especially you know race car stuff. But um, you know, it wasn't until you know my cousin. John Irwin that works at um, Brinkley's Transmission in Kenston 
that when I was talking to him, because me and him grew up together, he had a two-valve Mustang, and then I had the Trans Am. Yeah. There's a video of somewhere of us roll racing yeah. on <laughs> Highway 264 um, or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he he you know I knew Bobby when he had the hate. Yeah. And we, in fact, he's the one who convinced me to start racing motorcycles because oh. I was so skinny. Yeah. He said, you need to be a bike jockey. Yeah. He said, forget this car shit. You need to be on a bike mm. to go fast because you're so light. But, you know, he's been he's obviously really tight with Bobby and he's working with Bobby, still working with Bobby. But he was like, hey, yeah, if you want that done, you, you go go talk to Ed up there at Powerhouse. I was like, the truck shop? He said, yeah, they do way more than truck stuff. I said, OK, news to me. I didn't know. All right, cool. And then when I when the first time I went there, I was like, "Fuck, I'm, there's there's some trucks here, but shit, there's just as many fucking race or oh, yeah. or street cars, race car performance yeah. cars as there are trucks." Truck, I said, yeah. "Okay, cool, maybe, yeah, you know." And they said, like, and then Matt Bell said, yeah, "Lance, do people come from a long ways away for for Lance to tune? He's a young guy, but he's he's fucking good. You need to." I was like, "Okay, cool, yeah, I feel I feel comfortable." Yeah. Going and you know because you you need to know when you yeah. actually know what can go wrong you start asking the right questions yeah. and so you guys were, were really highly uh, referred to me um, to 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 come do business with you guys and look and not to start just jump through timelines of that but I tell you what it's been an awesome experience you guys have become like like family and like uh, more like a team and stuff yeah. now like I can't this race season dude. Fuck my car. My car's not going to be ready, but we're going to have fucking fun this season, dude. Yeah. You know, your car, we'll get into your car in a minute, but your car is going to be a lot of fun this year. I think we're going to have, a, as long as we can get to the track, like, make, like yeah, scheduling. As long, long, long as the race is happening, we'll be good. Well, that's a whole nother thing. We can be a whole nother podcast on, but uh, just as long as we can get the car and, or yeah. your car and your dad's car and the trucks to the track, yeah. we're going to have fun. And, and again, as long as the race is actually happening, yeah. which that's, like I said, a whole other situation. Yeah. But One way or another, we're racing this year. We're racing Somewhere. this year, and, we're, and not only is we're we racing, but we hurt some feelings this year. Some asses will be kicked. Yeah, asses will be kicked, and it's I, I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun um, to, to help help crew for you, and and it'd be like a, a team effort. And, oh, yeah. and I'm sure you got a lot of customers that they are just need, 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 need. Instead of want to give give back to the people that are oh, yeah. that they're helping giving to them, you know, as a customer, you know, yeah. me, I was like, hey, you scratch mine, I'll scratch. I'm gonna try to help you. You know, I know that when my car is done, you're gonna be there for anything that I need, and that's why I want to put in my equity yeah. to to I'm gonna be there for anything that I can do to help you and get your car going and get it make the fastest pass that it can down the track that day. Oh yeah. I'm going to do what, anything that I can to help you, you know, because I know it's going to be a, a, a oh, team yeah. effort. Yeah, and it definitely helps because, you, you know, you see how it is when I'm at the track. It's, Dude, my, my car is like. I don't even know fifth, how you do even make a pass. <laughs> fifth or sixth priority. I got to take care of all the other cars I got there first. So. Yeah, and I don't even know how you even make a pass. It, okay, for everyone listening, and this will not, you will not really get this reference, but anyone listen to it will. Imagine. Being an RO at a match, and you have three brand new shooters that don't have dope for their own rifles where you're running it off of your Kestrel. You entered in their stuff, and three people, you're an RO, and you're shooting the match. Like, I I used to RO. I'm ADHD as fuck. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> card carrying, diagnosed at 21 in the military, the ADHD. 
I have a hard time. I struggle staying focused when I'm just shooting the match because I want, I'm a social butterfly. I'm going to talk about beers when the match is over with. I'm going to talk shit, playing, you know, joking, hanging out, whatever. That's what I go for primarily because of the camaraderie in, in the shooting community. It's so, in the, especially long range precision, it's like it's super niche yeah. and everybody's so tight, dude. And it's so, it's so much fun. I have a hard time keeping myself focused for my shooting, my game, but I also used to RO, which means I've got to be on glass yeah. and call impacts for other shooters in my squad. You move as a squad of whether it be eight or 14, I've got to be on glass while everybody's shooting, but I also got to get ready to shoot myself. Shoot, yeah, Someone else sure. has to get on glass. So obviously my game suffers when I, my scores suffer when I'm ROing and yeah. shooting. I don't do it anymore. I quit doing it. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Oh yeah. If I ever want to get good or do well, I can't do both. Some people can. Yeah. I, I, me personally, I can't. But what Lance does, he goes, okay, we're going, it's a 252 list race um, at Hertford. Say it's a Hertford. Um, he has his car. He's going to race, but he's got five other guys that he is their tuner. Now, mind you, they may know how to do a little bit of power, power management stuff, a little bit. But they always bring the lap. They come find it. Where's Lance? And they've got a laptop in their hand. And he is spending more time on other people's shit than he is his own. So it's amazing that your car goes as as good as it does. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm surprised it went as fast as it did this past year because I had very minimal passes and no testing. Every time I test, I was racing. I was yeah, yeah. Your so testing, your testing was at the race. <laughs> yeah. A in shakedown, race. maybe. Yeah, maybe a shakedown, and then first round. Yeah, that was your testing. Yeah. To me personally, I think you got to you got to do one or the other. Yeah. If you if it is and that's all going to be determined off of your priority for that weekend is if if it's Lance's priority for Lance to win. That's what Lance has got to do. Yeah. Because no one else that's winning is having to fuck with four other people's cars. Yeah. We can't do it. Yeah. They're not doing it. Or is you want to just, hey, I'm going to enter in the race, see how the pass goes, let the chips fall where they may. But while I'm here, I know I'm gaining business possibly or I'm supporting my customers, whatever. Then that's fine too. Neither one are wrong, but yeah. you got it can't. They can't both simultaneously live at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's one or the it's other. Tough. Unless <clears throat> the, my goal for this year is to try and have my stuff tested beforehand. Yeah. Go somewhere and test and be dialed. Because if the car is dialed in, driving ain't a problem. I can get out of somebody else's car, get in mine, and do my thing. Cut a killer light and go. Yeah. Driving's not a problem. It's the data. Thinking about the track data, conditions. Track conditions. F- figuring out what I got to be changing here to go faster every round when I'm also dealing with four or five in the different platforms, you know, all the other cars I'm tuning are most of them are overdrive cars. So I'm having to do the transmission tuning. Absolutely. Some of them are coyote, some of them are LS, some of them are LT, some of them are nitrous, some of them are boost. <laughs> so, yeah. And so, I mean, and, and also you got to look at it if, if for people who don't know a whole lot about racing. Um, so obviously that your car isn't going to do what you hope it does every time that you try to make it do it. It's not. Okay, so you have weather conditions, track conditions. Track conditions that are uh, that change due to weather in the day. So heat of the day, first rounds are always going to be, well, <laughs> it 
when first rounds should be taking place, <laughs> yeah. tracks are going to be greasy as shit because it's hot. And then by the later rounds, it's cool. And if you run the same tune, the same tune up oh, yeah. in your uh, last pass at the end of the night, if you made the semifinals or the finals, if you run the same tune you did at your first pass, you're going to get your ass gapped. Oh, yeah. Because the you're track not gonna, is faster. The track is faster. Yeah. And they made a change. Okay. But so not only that, you got to think about chassis tuning you got bar angles you got hell tire pressure yeah you got you got so many different things that you know, shock settings front and rear mm-hmm. you got so many different things weight change do you have weight that you can move from front to the back or remove completely yeah. add to add ballast remove ballast there's so many things imagine up with one car but yet you're expected to do that four or five yeah because yes lance is the guy that's on the keyboard on the computer but he he's also going to be the one. Hey, what do you got your bar angle at? Yeah, on your four link. Oh, you, if you've got a four link, like where's your bar? All right, we need to we need to change the instant center to, to further forward or further back, whatever, depending on what it needs. What you'll look at the tune on the you'll look at the data log of what happened on their last pass, and then okay, is it mechanical or is it you know something with the tune? Yeah, or do we got to change something with the chassis? Yeah. Do we need to plant the tire earlier? Do we need it to to squat and then immediately transition and separate in the rear and and start transitioning all to the the front end holding down? Yeah, snow plow a little bit, or is it vice versa? Like you, but with five cars, like you can't. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. you can't expect to do your best. No, when, when you've got all that on you. Yeah, when I'm doing all that. Yeah, yeah. Th- this year is uh, last year. It was a lot of customer stuff. You know, I run my car. A lot of my races didn't work out because of the 252 schedule and stuff. We didn't really get much racing in. No, so. not much. I, you know, was, Renegade stuff, the they, they went off. Yeah, yeah they, they went off, and that's where most of my customers did a majority of their racing, too. So it, it actually worked out good because my car wasn't at those races that I was able to kind of get them dialed in. So Well, you don't really fit the class that you're meant to, that you're forced to be in in Renegade no, anyway. No. Like, I'm going to run it some this year, though. I think I'll be fast enough to win. Well, and, and that's a, another thing I was going to bring up is the difference between this past year and what this current coming up season is going to be like for you is going to be different because you have, you changed a little bit at the first half of the season. Yeah. Okay. That helped a lot. Oh, like yeah. your, your front struts, the front shocks, yeah. the front shocks and spring. Yeah. That helped a lot with your 60 foot. Mm-hmm. Um, I changed the transmission over the winter. That was the big change from last year to the yeah. this year. And I have your old transmission. Yep. Change the transmission and getting the rear suspension. Cause last year I, I won the championship last year. Somehow I was winning because I knew the limitations of what I had. Mm-hmm. And I knew that if I could just kill the tree and run the same number over and over again, that I would be, okay and it worked out good because you know nine times out of ten if you 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 can be within two or three tenths of the fastest person in the class if you can make the trip every time and kill the tree you'll do fine yeah well especially on a track that's marginal prep that's marginal Marginal prep you know around here all the tracks we race at making the trip is half the battle like it is a lot of people especially in the race car where they're, they're, they're light and they're especially like nitrous cars they have the ability to just blow the tires off or flip clean over black backwards you know yeah. if they overshoot it or, or read it wrong so 
Yeah, it's it's kind of a, a but gamble. if you, but if you if you go to somewhere like a Darlington oh, or yeah, a VMP, yeah. like you, you need to have it all in. It's it all yeah. everything. It can you need do to it. do everything you can do. Yeah, fourteen inch wide yeah. wheel with a two seventy five <laughs> tire. Yeah. I mean, mine are twelves, but that to me a twelve is like a good medium between a ten and a thirteen or fourteen, where you get a little bit, you get a little bit more sidewall than you would with a, a a wider stretch wheel. But if 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 we live thirty minutes from Darlington, oh yeah, bitch, there'd be a fourteen inch wide wheel in the back of that car when it got done. I mean, rubber bands on that could yeah. get the contact patch, but you when a, a mediocre to mediocre at best prep track you need to have sidewall for forgiveness in the tire yeah. and with a 275 i mean it's still small it's small tire yeah small tire <clears throat> the tracks around here some of them are decent it depends on the day really i mean you can go to kenton one day and it's killer it's you on go, kill yeah you go to kenton next time it's it's, it's a uh, ice skating ice, rink yeah it's, yeah it's so a, it's a dirt track at that point it can be yeah. and that that's sad because that's literally a choice yeah, that's oh, yeah. not by glue. us. Glue. Yeah, it's glue. It's glue. How much you use, how much you cut it, yeah. how much you step on it. It's like a crack dealer in fucking Detroit, how much <laughs> he steps on the crack before he sells it. That's what goes on at some tracks where the glue is, they just cut it down to where it's barely glue anymore. Um, but uh, the difference, what I say was the difference between this past season and this coming up season is, you know, the last season, and then you got the your exhaust housing you picked up some you picked up some power, yep. picked up some boost um, for the turbo to get it right for your current build, and yeah, I think you're definitely on the right track. And now, when you get your heads intake manifold yeah. and and everything going on, it's it's. I'm not going to say it's going to be a whole new car, but you're picking up some numbers. You're going to pick yeah. up some numbers, and you're definitely going to run your PB this year. Yeah. And I think for where you'll be, where you'll be in. I think those are numbers that you're going to put down. That's going to put you, like you said, as long as you make it, make yeah. the trip A to B, um, it's going to put you're going to be one of the cars to beat. Yeah, it should it should do good. It's losing some weight too, which it needs to because it's heavy. Well, an F body, I mean, F bodies just they're naturally they're heavy. They're heavy yeah. You know, unless you go full. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, alcohol. Yeah. Dry deck, dry head. Yeah, cut all the water out. Cut, cut everything out. out. Cut yeah, everything. double frame rail. Uh, that car is always going to stay a street car. It's just too heavy, really, to go that far with. Because even if I do all that, it's still heavy. You know. Yeah, I mean? and so, then I mean, especially for the size now. If you if now if you changed up and went like twin turbo big block in that car, oh, yeah, like it some matter, yeah. like when you see F bodies that are stupid fast, stupid yeah. fast. They're they're either twin turbo big blocks. Or you know, pro-charged Hemis, yeah. or their giant nine hundred cubic inch yeah, nitrous, nitrous motors. Yeah. Like Stoop, that's that's motor, yeah. none of those are LS based. Yeah, and none of those are small blocks. And so that's why you see cars like Mustangs because they're fucking light. Not because I mean, Mustangs do come triangulated four link from the factory, which is great. Yeah. But it, I mean, other than that, their, their weight is yeah. what. But yeah. now they're just as heavy as anything else. They're fucking heavier and shit. The new Mustangs. That's yeah. why Mustangs, like new Mustangs, they don't appeal to me. Like yeah. they're just you're you're a pig. You're, you might as well be a a little bit a lightweight challenger to me. Yeah. Your boat. Yeah, you they're heavier than Camaro now, which I never thought was going to happen. I, who would have thunk the it? Six gen Camaro is lighter than the new Mustangs. Yeah, and and, and honestly, I really like the six gen Camaros. Okay. I don't like fifth gens. No, six gens. Love F. Ass. I love F bodies. Don't like third gens. Second gens of my go-to. Like I want to yeah. set. Like, look, David hits the lottery. The next race car is either going to be a Grand National. It's going to be an '86 Grand National because that's the year I was born. 
uh, all time favorite dream car, and or a seventy Camaro. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that one. I would love a second, a seventy, because of the split bumper. Mm-hmm. That's just the sexiest body style Camaro. Is a seventy Camaro. Uh, it'd rather be Z twenty eight Rally Sport, whatever. It don't matter to me. But they and then you know you've got. Full tubs, that bitch. You see half the fucking wheel because it's so low. Yeah. Oh my god, it busts a nut. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the next. I'm going to get this car. Really, the goal for the car is to go six nineties in the quarter. And when I started on the car, it was to be a quarter mile car. I never even intended on racing this thing eighth mile. Right. Well, that's okay. So your original intentions were to um, were really to go to one specific race. Yeah, street car takeover. Street car takeover, which. They have eighth mile classes yeah. and stuff, yeah. but that's not the class you wanted to go. No. You you actually geared it. I mean, yeah, build it and geared it. Geared for the quarter. It's yeah. geared for the quarter. Yeah. How many times you run the quarter? <laughs> this year, I didn't even run the quarter. I ran a thousand foot and let out. Right. So none this year. Right. It has imagine, kind of worked out. Yeah, a little bit. I go through. The, I, I got a turbo four hundred three speed. And I go through the eight and second gear. Yeah. So yeah, but. Imagine, if it was set up solely for the eight, that's it would what I'm saying. Faster. Imagine yeah. if you had in the conception of this or inception of this car, oh, it would be this build, totally different. It had been done different yeah. because, well, all right, well, um, you, you're now building it to a purpose. Yeah. Um, and but you, you're racing it for not really its purpose, and you're still doing still doing well. Yeah. So imagine, but you want to, okay, so to fit in the class that you want to do for streetcar takeover, there are certain things you got to have, was a 40-mile cruise? Yeah, 20 or 40-mile cruise. It just depends on the race, but 20, 40-mile yeah. cruise, you got to have, <clears throat> there's no uh, no, meth, no no methanol. Um, you got to have all, you know, glass window, roll up and down windows, two seat. You just got to be a streetcar. The streetcar, Working yeah. radiator, working alternator, tagged and insured, you know. Yeah, and my and car can do all those things. That's it what I checks for. every one of them boxes, yeah. and it still goes as fast as it goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that's a four second car that that does that. Yeah, and it's heavy, like, and it's heavy. It's not a Mustang, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not a fucking Miata. It's it's a of it's <laughs> a full a, body. F, yeah. Yeah. What 30, 32, 3,400 pounds? It's, yeah, thirty four hundred. Thirty four hundred pounds, and and so. I've been trying to convince him to just fuck all that shit, <laughs> just go full blown race. race car on the bitch, and let's let's get some methanol going and shed a whole bunch of weight oh, yeah. and regear the bitch and let's go hurt feelings. But he, my man Lance, is steadfast. He said, "Nope, not until I go and win straight car takeover. Then if I decide to go to race car, I'll do that then, or just build a whole new car." Yeah. Yeah, I, I won streetcar takeover in Rockingham uh, it's about three years ago now. Um, Not in the same class that you're trying to go it's for a now. Street racer class that he split it up. Back then they were splitting it up into two. They had the, the all out, and then they would cut the class. Like when you qualify, they would cut it in half. And I ended up on the top half, the fast. I, me and a Supra run the same thing. It was like eight eighties or something like that. Yeah, this is back when I had the LS three, and after I first put it together, it was the first time. I think it was one of the first times they even run the car with the new, like the whole new setup. And uh, they ended up winning that, but I want to run the the next, now is fast enough to win the all out class. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I could have went to the last streetcar takeover. I went if my car run would it run now, I would stomp their ass. Yeah, well, and you had a pretty damn good reason to miss the one this year. Yeah, twenty twenty three, you had a baby. Yeah, so yep, my little girl. Uh, yeah, then that that obviously takes precedent over anything involving a vehicle. But um, look, I I hope to God that you win that bitch <laughs> this year, so that you quit fucking around with this quarter mile shit. Yeah, and 
Because look, realistically, we're in North Carolina. Yeah, around here, yeah, that's what's southeast. Sucks. Yeah, around southeast. Here, there's nowhere to run really. The, the one you don't have the tracks to do it, but two, everybody's eighth mile racing. Everybody, it's it's it, and, and it's no time eighth mile racing. Yeah, it's all radial prep, no time eighth mile heads up racing, yeah. and. We don't. We, no one gives a fuck about quarter mile because you can't of these guys do it. Don't even places. know what quarter mile mean. Like you tell them the time, and they're like, "What is that?" Like, <laughs> seven nine. It's just That's slower slow. than fuck. <laughs> like bitch in the quarter. Yeah. Six, uh, six, what? Six, six what's nine, that in the eighth? <laughs> yeah. Right. They want to. What's that in the eighth? You know. So uh, you know, it's um, it's a different world. It's right? a different world. You go to other places, you know. But if then again, if you're living in South Texas, you don't want to go start trying to play ice hockey. Yeah. If yeah. you're living in Canada, you don't want to go do jet ski racing. Yeah. Well, my thought was this: if I can, if I can get the car to be a killer in the eighth mile and outrun race cars, when I go to run street cars in the quarter. Oh yeah, it's gonna it's, be a cake. It's just roll coal after the eighth. Yeah, it's it's, it's just roll coal. That's it. Yeah. Um, and you're and that's because the short track is where it really when you go to the quarter mile races and you look at the guys, their short track sucks. They're relying on all the muscle on the top side. But if I got as much or more muscle. And I'm killing them down low. They don't have a chance. Yeah, because people don't realize, too, how the math works out. And I don't even know the actual. I just know relatively what kind of it means. But just like the splits, the, the, really the, the 330. Yeah. The 330 is where your, your money is the made. 330 is everything. Like my, That was really where my car started making good leaps this year is when I, got, when I finally got the suspension straight where I could get more power in early. That's when the car starts going faster and faster and faster. Yeah, when you're cutting one one sixties. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. that's that's uh you know high one one sixty foots. That's that's strong, especially in a thirty four hundred pound car. Yeah, that weight with a ten inch wheel. I mean, so you don't have this great wide stretch, you know, no, contact pad. Ten inch wide rim. Yeah. yeah. So it in uh, you know, it's but here is that's what's king here is no time heads up eighth mile racing radial. No prep shit. It's it's around here and there, but who do you know here that does a whole bunch of no prep shit? Like like Pitt County. Do you know a whole bunch of people do I don't either. No. People like, oh no prep's huge. Yeah, maybe where you are. Yeah. Where 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 here basically the southeast, man, it's I mean, radio's still radio still radio radio is king. Around here, radio racing is king. Um I mean I know some guys, I got some buddies that do no prep stuff, but it's just uh, people come from all over for the no prep. That's what makes it so big. You got dudes coming from two or three states away. They don't do that for radio races, which is because there's because there's so many, many close to them. Yeah, they don't exactly. need to travel. They don't it. need to, but they come from all over to come to dig or die. You know, the big one of the big yeah, ones in the country, Rockingham, right? yeah. Rockingham. So yeah, and everyone people come from Canada. I mean, Trevor, I what's his name from Canada? He comes all the <laughs> yeah. way down every year to dig or die. Yep. Um, but it, it's for people who say that radio racing is dead. No, no, bitch. That might be where you're at because ain't nobody doing that shit, and there ain't no track, so you y'all are relegated to no prep shit on a highway. Alive and well around here, very alive and well here. No one gives a fuck about a floppy tire here. No. Um, I mean, how many other than bracket race? How many times you see big car, big tire classes? No, never. Uh, top ET. Every, That's it. Yeah, every time every time there's a big tire class anywhere around here, there's like three cars show up, and then there'll be 30, 40 small tire cars. Right. So it's just, yeah. It ain't, the, the radio, the 10-and-a-half-inch small tire radio racing is the is the tits right now. Yeah, and I, I love it. Like, I, I don't ever want to – I don't care to ever do – the only way I would ever dream about getting into no prep would be – if like all of our tracks closed, or mm-hmm. well, if they all said we're all going no prep, well then yeah, I have no fucking choice. choice. Yeah, I right. still want to race, but yeah, yeah and that, other than that, but no, I just 
you know, it is what it is. I don't, I don't hate it. It's a whole different game. It's definitely a tuners game for sure. Oh yeah, it's yeah, a big time. Yeah. There's t- a science to that shit now. Absolutely. And now, may trill recognize trill like uh, there's. I am not gonna. I will. I'll probably never be the the tuner that a good no prep tuner is ever. It it's it's one of them. It's just like anything else. The more you do it, the better. But it's one of, sure. one of the things. It is. Getting good on no prep is nothing but experience. Do it, do it, do it. Figure out what works, how to put your weight in the... I went to one no prep race, and them dudes had like 600 pounds of weight in the back of their car, and they yep. were still lighter than my car without me yep. in it. <laughs> yeah, they, like, they just move it all to the back. Yeah, no. They have to make the car as light as possible yeah. so they can add weight to, to the back the rear, of it so, yeah. that it so that it'll hook. It'll but, hook, yeah. I mean, the, those guys are... When it comes to power management, that's oh, yeah. all it is. The slower car... The actual no, push is a slower less car. Power. The less powerful car often wins. Yeah. Like not just sometimes, like often wins. Yeah. Because they if that's a if that's a seven hundred horsepower surface, your eighteen hundred ain't gonna do shit. Mm-hmm. No, if I, if you see a screw blown like Hemi up there beside a, a little turbo LS Fox body, mm-hmm. the, you better bet with the Fox body. <laughs> or like a bolt on GTR with all wheel drive. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. If they're, if, if all wheel drive would be allowed in that you know, prep race, then yeah, they, that's why they go and wreck houses like your brute force did. Exactly. Same exact thing. Yeah. They, but radial, they ain't got shit on, on us. Yeah. That's why I like the radio is because it's, you can let your power shine. You, the man that, that, that's got his shit figured out as far as making horsepower and, and getting his stuff to work. Is going to be, you know, yep. It's going to show. Absolutely, it shows. So, like the the races are a lot of times a driver aside. The races are won in the in the in the bay, yeah. where the motors getting built and all in the 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 combinations put together yeah. and the mapping and the scaling of the car yeah. and and all that there, stuff. There's a science to the radial stuff too. Absolutely, to work. this is the whole different. It's just so different. Yeah, it's opposite, really. It, yeah. Well, it technically is. And think about it. You want a radial car, you typically want to separate. separate yeah. You want the back end to to, to raise up. Where in no prep, you want to squat back to where it looks like it's scrubbing inside the wheel wells, yep. inside the tubs, because um, that's the only way you can gain traction on a no prep surface. Yep. But then again, you got some no prep stuff that the Surfaces are getting just as good as a fucking radio prep is. Yeah, so much rubber. So much rubber. It's a fucking racetrack at that point, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it becomes like what Kenson can be on a prep <laughs> surface, yeah. right? Yep. Um, but, so, okay, you guys, where where do you guys see, where do you see Powerhouse, the direction it goes in the next five years? Just off the top of your head, where would you, if Lance had his say-so where he said, okay, this is what I want us to do, and it, and it works out that way, what would you want the shop to be, uh, aside from I, what it is I now? I really would like to start doing more, like, package deals, um, re- really for us, you know, so we have time to actually go race and work on our stuff and, and work, you know, work on stuff that we actually enjoy working on more. Not that we don't enjoy the stuff that we do, but right now we do anything anything i mean we'll build anything from a a, a whipple f-150 to a um you know a, a turbo camaro to you know put put headers on your whatever it don't matter you know your dollars yeah. around but if we have packages online where people can go and say look i want this well, you know we got a video posted with the power you know you got stage one two and three for this car you come in you get it it, it just makes the whole process easier so we're not pulling random stuff you know different stuff and having to figure right now like if the first time we do it, I have to figure out how to, you know, how's this stuff going to go together? Help the mechanics get through it. 
and I got to tune it, you know, for the first time, which takes way longer. So, I mean, really, not that we're going to get away from that completely, but to do more stuff like that so that we have more time to, to do the stuff that we enjoy and, and to work on stuff like your car and my car and my dad's car because that stuff is kind of, uh, it's more time consuming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it takes more. Well, I mean, and another thing, too, in the in the year 2024 where you got Amazon add to cart, that whole, you know, uh, scenario is, is appealing to a lot of people. Let's yeah. say they've got a, a um, six-gen Camaro yeah. ZL1. Like, hey, I don't know what I need, but I, I won't. Yeah, I won't, I won't say horsepower. I won't 700 horsepower. Yeah. And then we got a then, we got a package right here with the pulley, the headers, the eighty five, boom. Yeah, and and it's this wheel horsepower. You got some places like your twelve hundred package, oh, yeah, and it's yeah. twelve hundred crank. crank. Yeah, yeah, and it puts out eight fifty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's horsepower before taxes. Is what yeah, that is. so we don't advertise that, right? So, but you want seven hundred wheel horsepower? This is your what the easiest way that we can get you yeah. to that point. It's proven. For you and yeah. for them. Yeah, for everybody. And then you know what you're getting. You know what you're paying for. You know what you're going to get. I think you I, look, I think if you just sat down and you 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 took a, you can't do it to all vehicles. You no. have to pick yeah. platforms. Pick, pick the platforms. The stuff Coyote that we platform, know that we can, yeah, LT or, or whatever LS. Yeah, have a bolt on package for the Coyotes because they love, you know, they, the intake headers tune E85. They make 500 wheel. Boom. You know that, that you know, stage one, your bolt on package. Stage two blower, you know, maybe with a moderate fuel system. Stage three, and then you got your your big fuel system. Blah blah blah, make a thousand, whatever. Yeah, you know, have your something like that for Coyote Mustang, something like that for race six, package. Yeah. You want twin turbo? Yeah, you you get twin sixty sevens. Yeah, yeah. Bam, boom. Yeah. Stock yeah. bottom in. Yeah, you know stuff like that, and then it'll help. You know, it'll help us because then the customer is not. You know, they say, look, like you said, I want. I don't know what I want. I know I want more power. All right, well. Pick, Here's a list. Pick and let we'll your pocketbook. Yeah, and these decide are, which and how these, much these, power you want. Yeah, and these are proven combinations that we've done. We know what they, you know, they make power. I can guarantee you this is what it's going to make. You know, when it leaves, this is what you're going to have. So, yeah, well, you guys have you guys work on on new stuff all the time, but you oh, also yeah. you guys have also worked on enough platforms to in 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 created enough combinations to. Oh yeah, we do. Everybody. That that you know what you can do what to expect, yeah. right? You, and you know you know what parts work better than one than other ones. So yeah. you're not going to go like oil pump gears on a Coyote. Yeah, there are some. They're not all created equal. Even yeah. even if like they're aftermarket, whatever. These over here, these couple brands or three brands are better than this Chinese shit over oh, here. Yeah. Yes, they're aftermarket oil pump gears, but they're they're not the same. Two different things. Yeah. So and and you guys you guys know that because you've done enough of them. Yeah. Yep. To get more specialized like that, and then uh, maybe to get into more of the remote tuning stuff, because um, like like I do so many trucks have a package where I can just send you the RTDs because we have our own RTDs now. Send them out, uh, get your tune, you know. And the trucks you, are easy too. Those are super yeah, easy dude, for yeah, you guys to, to be able I've to do thousands. I know. Yeah. I mean, and and the thing is, there's not too many variables. Yeah, on a it, truck exactly. Typically. Yeah, and it keep my remote tuning to simple. You know, like your bolt on Mustangs, no problem. Bolt on. Six gens or fifth gens, whatever, and then your, then your trucks, four Chevy Dodge, whatever. You know, I got all them down pat. So, um, within a couple of revisions, I can have it 100. percent It ain't too much for the customer to worry about. It ain't too much for me. To no go. You know, I know them well enough. If I see something in the log on their stock pool, I can say something's wrong, dude. We're not you doing need, nothing. Wait, where are you? This. You need to find. And look, not yeah. only that, 
but I'm sure I'm sure between you and your dad and and other people that you know in the industry, you can actually kind of build a network of you're you're in Topeka, Kansas. Yeah. Um, I would say you've got a mechanical. If you don't know how to do it yourself, you need to take it to this shop so here, saying, yeah. and they they're going to take care of you. That is that's comforting yeah. for a, a customer who, like I said, they got they both bought this new car and they want to make it fast. They don't know what they don't yeah. know. That's comforting to know that hey, this guy in North Carolina knows where I'm at. He knows that this he has a network. No matter where I am, there's someone within some vicinity. Yeah. Closer than North Carolina, exactly. then, right? Yeah, don't bring it all to us, but yeah. right. But then again, hopefully you can find a place that has that you know has a good reputation, whether it be firsthand knowledge that you guys have dealt with remotely, yeah. people wise, or I've got people like that. Now I got some guys. I tune a bunch of cars in California. Yeah, I did one guy's car that he moved from here out there. I was tuning his car. He moved a like Corvette. Corvette. Yeah, I remember it. the Cali tags on it. Yeah, got a new car. Um, I started tuning it out there and he went to Molly whopping everybody. So now I'm, I've tuned tons of cars around his area and he helps them work on their stuff. So they have issues. He knows the stuff pretty good. Yeah. I say, like, look, Kyle, you need to do this, this and this, this car is doing this. That's and awesome. I didn't, I didn't know. I thought he was a transplant. He's in California. He's in California. Oh, wow. The one you were talking about the other day, you were talking about the one at the shop with Texas tags. That's right? Texas tags. Yeah. Different guy. Yeah. Okay. This guy lives in San Diego. Okay. Yeah. He's All right. Yeah. That was here. Texas tags. That guy's a transplant. He's here, right? Yeah. He's not in Texas anymore. Yeah. Um, but that's actually a pretty cool car. Yeah. It's yeah. a pretty cool Corvette C6, ZS6. Nice car. Um, well, dude, look, I ain't going to keep you so much longer, man. Um, I, I, I really appreciate you coming and do this. We've been trying to do this for like... I know. Yeah. So, so my my listeners don't think I'm bullshitting. We have been trying to do this for months. Months. Yeah, right. that's why I told my wife earlier. I was like, look, I was like, I need to get over there because I've, I've told him I was going to come. I want I want to get over there, but it's just, man, right now, you know, you know how busy the shop is. Yeah. And then uh, young, I got two kids and building a house. You're building right a house now. right now. You're, you are literally balls deep in, in, in construction. And, and I got to get... We gotta get Royce's car done. We gotta get my dad's car done. I gotta get my car done. I gotta get started on your car. You know, by the spring. Well, so. I just don't. I ain't look. I ain't worried about time frame my car because mine is. I, I would be tickled pink and surprised to death if my car made oil pressure in the year 2024. I don't think it will, and I'm okay with it because we've got so much to do, and funds isn't you know oh, yeah. abundant. So you got to spend it. Yeah, how you got to do as you can do it. Yeah, but you know, like I said, I'm in no. This is not a a, mar- a, a sprint for me. Oh, yeah. This is a marathon. You know, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, the, it's a journey. Enjoy the process, and then it doesn't feel as bad if yeah. you enjoy the process. I can't wait to get started because, look, when when my car is on the lift and Devin is doing all the things that I cannot do, I'm going to be, be there and, and trying to do things that I can do while it's there on the lift because I don't have a lift yet. I don't yeah. have a shop yet. So my car is probably going to be living in Grifton for quite a while yeah. until until it's uh, I got a shop and and it's a point where I can roll it on or off a trailer. Yeah. So um, but and that's okay with me and uh, I'm I'm excited just for the season. Jackson, my kid, is boosted. He's equally, if not more, more excited about this season than, than I am. He's a, we're really excited. Some of the races he's not going to go to because, like I said. It's going to be about your car. I'm going to go to where I don't have to worry about a fucking eight-year-old. But he's going to go to – I've already got my calendar of races between Georgia to to Virginia that we would be interested in going. I'm not going to go to all of them, but we're going to go to a lot of them. Yeah. Um, And, look, I shot one match last year. 
I would normally shoot six to however many matches a year. Dude, I shot February will be a year since I shot a match. Thanks. I'm shooting the one in February and probably the one in March. Yep. Um, but I'm going to shoot more this year than I did last year. But last year was the least amount that I shot since like 2015. Thanks. And it's because I was at the races. I was at the races, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I don't have a car yet. Imagine what I'm, little I'm going to be shooting, but no, I'm going to make a priority shoot because I love it. Um, but uh, yeah, this this summer I'm gonna, I'm going to try to make a more concerted effort to shoot more. Um, but I'm still going to make a lot of races. So, and like I said, I can't wait for between your car. I can't wait to see Royce's because Royce, he's got a must as a new edge, the, the body style after mine, but. They're virtually the same fucking car. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see his car because his car is getting kind of done uh, uh, similar to mine. Not not quite as racy as mine is. Um, but uh, I, I can't wait to see that car go. Um, between Robert's car. Yeah. I mean, everybody's owls. Everybody, everybody's doing, been doing their work over the winter and everything. Um, I, I'm excited to see a lot of the cars from Powerhouse, yeah. what they do this year. It's going to be an interesting year for sure. Yeah, and I'm gonna be learning. And look again uh, this year. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in your passenger side, looking over as you're on your laptop when you make a pass or before you make another one. I'm gonna be there soaking up everything that I can because I want my back boy. We talked on a minute ago how I say that you need more time for you at a race to be able to do as well as you want to do. I want to make sure that I'm not part of the problem when the time comes oh, as little as I can be so that I can Lance show me what I need to show you know we're, yeah. I'm gonna do a track rental when our when the car's done we're gonna I'm gonna rent the fucking track I'm gonna yeah. rent coastal planes and we're gonna we're gonna do it you bring your car we'll get people in on if they want to come yeah. but we're gonna sit there and we're gonna probably more than one probably more than one one yeah. track rental um, and then I got to get used to the car. You know, I'm jumping into potentially what? Oh, yeah. 14 to pin on with turbo, yeah, 1700 yeah. horsepower car. That's a lot of power. That's yeah. a lot of fucking power, dude. Yeah. It'll um, take some getting used to, but that's the way to do it really is get, get, get a baseline, get used to driving the car. And then I can show you how to make yourself faster. We get it tuned up to a certain point. This is the ceiling everywhere between where you're at now. In the ceiling, you can go. Yeah, you and, know, and, and then, so then you can figure. I can help you figure out how to get get there and manage it. And once you do it a couple of times, you'll 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 get it. Yeah, and I'm and honestly, that I'm I'm as equally excited about that as I am about the actual racing itself. Yeah. You know, because it's it's equally part of it. But right. that's something that I can then put on. You know, translate to another platform because it's just power at that point. Yeah. How are you, your fuel power, when you're bringing it in, your timing, your boost ramp, all that stuff. It's, that's all, that's all it is. And no mind you, I, I don't even want to know how to tune a car, like a base tune. I don't, I don't want to, I don't, it hurts. I, I have finite hard drive space (laughs) and I don't want that taking any room. I don't even want to learn that. I just want to know how to, I'm at the track. Manage what I have. I'm at the track. I can do. How can I make the fastest pass that That this car can do on this surface this day? Yeah. And but anyway, Lance. Again, uh, I appreciate you coming on. Like, this ain't. Like, I'd actually like to do another episode with you and your dad. Uh, the three of us sit here, drink beers, tell lies, talk shit, and and you know we'll we'll do this more. My, my goal for this podcast, obviously, it's a shooting a precision rifle oriented podcast. Um, I want to expand to it to be multiple multifaceted and then touch 
other groups of people, someone to listen to my podcast that doesn't give a fuck about shooting, yeah. doesn't ever heard of my podcast, but they know that they got they got some racing shit going on on it. Yeah, I want to listen to that. Yeah. That's my goal. I want to grow it, the base, not just in numbers, but the type of people that are listening to it. Oh, yeah. And this is my, other than me talking about updates with the car or, or whatever, this is the first like race car oriented yeah. podcast. So you pop the chair, brother. <laughs> cool. So is this your first podcast you ever done? Ever, yep. My God, I got your cherry. Yeah, me. Got your version. Okay. <laughs> Guys, again, thanks. I think you got to go in tonight. Um, I'm going to get this uploaded. It is Friday night at 8.03. I should get it uploaded um, either tonight or I'll get it up tomorrow morning. Um, and uh, anyway, y'all like, comment, and share it or whatever, especially if you got race car friends that don't give a shit about shooting. Send it to them, and uh, we will catch y'all on the flip with another one. Thanks.